This episode is being recorded out of Shop Talk Podcast Studios in Oak Park, Michigan. For more information, visit www.shoptalkpod.com. Connected. Yo, I'm SJ. I'm AJ. And we the Connected Experience. Hey, bro, so how you been? Man, I can't complain, man. What about yourself? I've been all right. So how do you think the Connected Experience is doing as far as what we set out to do? Uh, I think it's doing what we set out to do. We definitely gaining traction. Uh, a lot of people starting to recognize what we do is not being artists no more. You know what I'm saying? I used to see it. Is that your sexy streets. voice? It sounds sexy to you. Like, <laughs> not, not to me, but you know what I'm saying? Like, you got to ask a woman. Yeah. No, no but like uh, we used to see people in the streets there talk about their music. I just seen a nigga, and he was like, yo, I didn't know Ishan was from New York. And, and You feel what I'm saying? So I'm like, they listening, bro. You I wonder, did he listen to that podcast album that you could listen to exclusively on title, the first podcast album by who? The Connected Experience. Presented by Neighborhood Music. Uh, I'm not sure how he heard it, but I hope he streamed it. You know yeah, yeah I would rather stream, you know what I'm saying? Than a regular yeah. listen. Yeah, because, you know, you get paid for them streams, and if you uh, if they listen on title, we we'll get paid a little more. Yeah, and I heard people getting ready to, uh, you know, bite the style. I just see it coming, man. Uh, yeah, I can't, wait. I can't wait to see it no, happen. No, I heard a nigga say... Something about like what nigga I, said that because they ain't hit they ain't hit us up and no, asked so no, you gotta say who said it dog that nigga Rory from Joe Button he said something about uh Dame audio book so I knew what was next because he didn't say like he was like I got an idea though yeah you can't have an idea that Cause we, we already did. had and yeah. we fucks with the show Joe Button that ain't no shade but if y'all go do it uh we want to co executive produce that shit because yeah. we as on the outside looking in we know how y'all could do it. Where it don't y'all don't look biased, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, and then yeah. y'all got a little more outlets than we got, so we could put together a dog ass album with y'all resources for y'all. Yeah. So we could uh, co executive produce that shit. But you got a book pick of the week? Yeah, man, I got the Alchemist, man. I don't had an author because I forgot to write it down. But of course, you just read the uh, Warrior the Light not too long ago. It's yeah. the same author. And I'm about to actually jump on the pilgrimage starting Monday. Yeah. Oh, he wrote that too. Yeah. Well, you yeah. bought them at the same time, right? Yeah. You know, I buy uh, three at a time. Yeah. When it's yeah, but the Alchemist. Uh, Paulo Chuelo, you know, Coelho. Yeah, yeah, Coelho. Yeah, see, we got somebody who read the book and who can pronounce different words. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I read that, man. I read it some time ago, man. But like, I just like the feel of it. And basically, what I got from the book is sometimes what you think you're looking for, you already got it. So you don't went everywhere looking for it when it's in you, it's within you. You don't have to like just go everywhere looking for everything. Everything you need is already in you your drive, your hustle, your spirit. What fiends say, why the lion need courage? When you already, already got heart, heart right? I, I get that. So you know what? Uh, speaking of like everything already being in you, so the type of person that I am and the type of person that you are, you know what I'm saying? We just live a life of no boxes, fuck rules. So since we live like that, and we got another person in here who live like that, we want to introduce y'all to uh, Hugo Biggs. That's what we go do on this episode of the Connected Experience. We go connect y'all with Hugo Biggs. Now I was put up on Hugo. Through Dean, Dean had reached out to uh, us to do some other business, yeah. and it didn't work at the time. You know what I'm saying? And I told him like, "Well, we are that don't got nothing to do with what we yeah. doing. So what else you got?" And he said, "Well, uh, yeah, I got my own artist, and uh, check them out, see if y'all can get them on the show." So I listened to him, and I ain't gonna lie, dog, I wasn't surprised by. Uh, the level of creativity or nothing or like that, but I was really, I was fucking with it. Like, I was really fucking with it. So, we got Hugo Big, and that's not just because you're here. Like, that was the <laughs> you last know what I'm saying? Like, too, yeah. Yeah, that I was appreciate the, it. Yeah, that was I the last. I absolutely appreciate it. That was, the, I, uh, that was the um, Coping Mechanism project that I listened to, but we'll get into that in a second. But I was really like, actually searching for some new music anyway so yeah. that was right on time so we got hugo biggs in the house so hugo why don't you tell us about uh growing up in detroit the only son of a single mother because you put that in your bio so that must have affected you some type of way absolutely absolutely uh growing up in detroit uh son of a single mother. i'm an older brother too i guess i should have put that in my bio but uh just growing up in the d has always been kind of I don't know, kind of off-putting for me because, like, I've always been kind of, like, an outsider. I was one of the house kids. Like, you know how everybody on the block go outside, yeah. right? Everybody do their thing or whatever. Yeah. I was always the kid in the house reading the books or whatever. I was yeah. the I was a bookworm. I was a nerd or whatever. So you're probably was, good with technology, huh? No, I actually suck with technology. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm dog terrible, like, God terrible. Like, computers hate me. Every single computer. <laughs> it don't matter if it's a Mac. It don't matter if it's – it don't matter what piece thing. Like, Technology hates me. Okay, but now listen, you can cuss on the show. This is this our shit. We run it how we want. So yeah, that, yeah. I, I know I let one uh, fly. I was like, shit. Okay, but no, that's what's up. Yeah. But no, I, I suck with technology. Honestly, though, words are my thing. 
I just I I really like now. Yeah, I noticed you had some uh, some dope wordplay, and before we actually get into the. uh, the coping mechanism. Let's get into your early musical. Well, wait a minute. Wait a minute. What side of the town are you from? West Side Resider. From west Side. Yeah. Where about on the West Side? Uh, y'all know where Cody at? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Niggas, hey, y'all throwing up that W for West Side, but west y'all side niggas know that's really for Watts. That's, what, <laughs> <laughs> that's really for Watts. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I stay like right in front of Cody. Yeah. I've, I've been uh, I've been in and out the city for a few years, but like that's just like home base, really. So when you was out of the city, where were you? Uh, Atlanta, and I did a lot of traveling last year. I did more traveling than I've ever done last year. Like last year was a super fun year for me. Now yeah. was it traveling based on strictly on music or just yeah? Okay, yeah, okay. It, was, yeah it was strictly music. I was just you know uh, you know rubbing elbows with people, clicking up with people that like my shit, so I can you know just yeah. move around. Yeah, that's how. So uh, give us some early musical influences because. Um, what what age range are you in first? If you, Man, I'm 31. Yeah. Okay, so you 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 at the like the bottom of the golden era, the top of the. Yeah, I got to witness the shiny suit era. I got to witness uh you know some of the goats die. You know I got to witness uh a lot of shit. So I feel like the watcher. You know yeah, right, right. But so you in a, I got I got to see a lot of real nice shit, but it, but then I also got to see the beginning of where, where it is music now. started to curve into yeah into what it is now. Yeah, because. Like your age range, yeah. What you what you saying that is like you actually watch physical CDs and shit die out and it yes. go into. Uh, I watch tapes die out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Way, you know what I'm saying, yeah, absolutely. Right. And yeah, now so it's like, tapes making a resurgence. Yeah, they are, so but yeah, so is, uh, with certain people, yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's vinyl, vinyl. So who was some of your early musical influence, just in general, and then Detroit based? No, nah, early was in general, just off top uh, Wu Tang because I had Mad Wu Tang tapes. Who your favorite in the Wu? Uh, when I was younger. Method Man, that, that but that was, was because of popularity. it was a commercial appeal. I yeah. think you know what I'm saying. I think I just heard him everywhere, and then I, like I, he was one of the earlier like when I bought his CDs. But now though, I've uh, just a uh, way better acquired taste with Ghostface. A lot Everybody of Ghostface is so no no no. I fu- I fucks with Ray, but Ray sounds too similar to Nas to me. They have very, mm. very, very similar cadences. Well, and somebody stealing and niggas stole the nigga first tape <laughs> cover and all that shit. So. I feel like Raekwon, <laughs> yo, yo, I feel like. I fu- yo, I fucks with everything Raekwon uh, say. I fuck with his whole style. It I just, just like Ghost because Ghost, like, Ghost stories is funny. Yeah. I listen to I listen to Ghost albums and be cracking up. Like, see, you know I've, I've you never can, listened to a Ghost album. Like, I'm just being like, honest. you know how some yeah. artists like you can listen to and you like enjoy it more than a musical experience. You enjoy it because it's yeah, actually yeah. like people feel like Cam like that a little bit. Uh, like, if you a Two Chains fan, like, because he was just saying some funny shit. Yeah. Ghost was always serious, but the stories that he spit had just used to have me dying. I, not, just had me cracking I like Ghost is sweet, but I just never uh, got into him as an individual as much as I did Rayquan. Like when I first heard the Woo, I, it was something about Rayquan to me. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like he just was dope. So, and I know him and Ghost do a lot of shit together, but I just never took the time. Yeah, they like a, they like uh, the dynamic duo. Yeah. So, besides but now, the when Woo, I was younger, who else? Yeah. when I was younger, is Meth. Um, uh, who else? Outcast. Outcast is huge. Okay. Outcast is a huge, um, huge influence uh, on my career. Uh, everything that I do musically, like I've just always been a fan of Big Boy and Andre. Yeah. A lot of people like to single out Dre, but yeah. not nah, Big Boy's a monster, and a lot of people don't give him the credit that you know. Yeah, at I least th- I, I think so. Yeah, I think they just a great. They they complement each other really well. They do. Well. Yeah, they, they absolutely like, just, do. They complement each other really well. I, I fuck with both of them. So now, uh, Detroit wise, who are some of your musical influences? Royce, just off top, because I used to ride. Yo, I used to ride for Royce super heavy. When I was in high school, like, y'all remember when uh, Grand Theft Auto came out? Like, uh, not the not the over the top Grand Theft Auto, but uh, what was it? Um, oh, it was like a radio station. Yeah, was that no? Nah, before San Andreas. It was Liberty City. That that radio station. It was it was Royce on there. They had uh, Sean Price on there. But I would tell niggas about Royce all the time. Royce the best MC from Detroit. People will always be talking about him, but Royce will always be will be left out of the conversation. Yeah, Royce was was doing all kind of shit. You know what I'm saying? At the same time, but got zero to no recognition. And it used to piss me off. Well, uh, I was a, I was a, I was absolutely a huge Royce fan. Besides, super super. Yeah, huge I fuck with Royce. Royce just went crazy on the. Um, on Fun Flex, Flex show, yeah. a couple weeks ago or whatever, but I feel like 
I feel like Premier should have changed the beat up. I feel like he should have gave him, a, but that might be the five fingers of death that's coming. You know what I'm saying? Because he got to go see Sway. They, did, did they already see Sway? I don't know. He got to go see Sway, so that's when the beats so. are changed. I don't up. think he's seen. So besides Royce, who was you into from the city? You know what I'm saying? Uh, I really liked uh, I like Stretch. I had to find Stretch's album. Uh, I like Stretch. Uh, who else? Slum Village is always good. You know, like that's classic shit right there. So, you, you keeping the real hip hop, Royce? So oh bitch. yeah, that's because like I'm like you, you. I could say like some of the super duper hood niggas, but I wasn't listening to those. Yeah, yeah you know what I'm saying yeah. that was just that was just who, really who I gravitated to. Yeah, and we recognize your realness too, because a nigga would have just threw a blade in the. Uh, I blade you know dance all day, but yeah. nah, I, <laughs> nah, I ain't, yeah. I ain't find his music though. Yeah. Now, now what I found interesting about your uh, the projects you release is always conceptual projects. So you got the. Uh, Broken Summer Nights live from the west side of Detroit. Like, explain the concept behind that. It's it's that whole thing. I was in a real, real fucked up place, and I decided to actually put that place, like, if I could condense that whole summer into one day, that's what Broke Summer Nights was. So what was some of the, when you say a fucked up place, like, explain some of the things, if you don't mind, explain no, yeah, some yeah, of the yeah. type of shit you was going through at this time. Like, I, I had always, like, always wanted to be further than where I'm at in my career, right? Yeah. Uh, but I never knew exactly how to do it. I used to be in a lot of different groups, like, at the same time. So, like, my early, early musical years is kind of, like, checkered into a lot of spots where I wasn't necessarily calling the shots. I finally got to a point where I had went um, to California, and it was kind of like a situation where I could get into a better position musically if I signed a, a, a deal, a, a certain type of record deal. And one of the biggest blows to me when I was out there was that I couldn't, like, I had no bargaining. Like, I had, I had no ability to leverage anything because they were trying to, like, take a piece, a very, very big piece of everything that I did. Yeah. But I didn't have anything to say, well, I can bring this to the table. Right. So I came back home defeated. I came home defeated um, from that. I had a lot. I had a large fallout with um, a portion of my family. Uh, it's just a lot of. I was just in a back real to back to back to back. Yeah, type of I shit. was in a real bad spot, and I kind of wanted to just. I really wanted to say fuck everything, but music was my only solace. So you know, I decided to see if I can put all of that into, you know, into music, and that's where I broke. Summer nights came out. I was. I was broke. I had no job. I had no musical future that I could see. Yeah. So I was just like, fuck it. I want to put my best foot forward because Broke Summer Nights is actually my first um, original project. Before yeah. I would just do mixtapes and shit like that. Yeah. So that's the first time I ever put together an album like yeah. by myself or whatever. So do you feel like that, that hardship like made for great music? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because like it's a lot of... I want to say two of the tracks on Broke Summer Nights really stand out to me, and I feel that when I get to a bigger uh, platform in my career, you can still go back to those songs, and they still yeah. sound pristine. So what are those two tracks? Uh, Larger Than Life, and then, uh, what's the other joint? Um, you got to know that off the top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. I can tell a dick. Right. Right. <laughs> Dubai is my shit, no. and Excuse no. Me While I Dream. Excuse Me sure. While I Dream. I didn't think Excuse Me While I Dream was going to come out as good as it came out when I was recording yeah. it. That's one of my favorites, but um, the solo. Because the thing is, I like that uh, the wordplay of that song, and with that song, I'm actually discussing like the things that an artist would go through, like instead of just making a song um, in the key of you know, let me just talk about my woes. I'm talking about my woes more so as an artist, like artists leaving themselves on the stage, and then sometimes you can leave yourself on the stage and get nothing in return. Yeah, you know, yeah. so it's a lot of audiences that be like. Right, you just done you know poured your yeah. heart out. Yeah, yeah, like that. Yeah, like so. That's what the solo is touching on, and I absolutely love that song. I think that's that song, and it's really that's um, it's just a lot of. It was real emotional. Yeah, that project was real emotional, and it was real dramatic on the production end. Yeah, I made so, that to I made that to like score it in my head. Like if I wanted to score a movie, so a lot of the production on uh, Broke Summer Nights is real dramatic. So when you made that to score, what color did you see? Uh, broke music. summer night uh, uh, for that song or overall? no? Just uh, in general, because you you said you uh, you oh, made man. It to score. So in your like, head, what colors? Like all, yeah. like all dark, and then like just spots of light. Because I literally picture like studio or not studio stadium. Yeah, I want to be able to perform at a stadium at some point. I want to pack out a stadium. You know what I'm saying? So when I picture that, when I when I recorded that, I pictured that bigger. You know what I'm saying? 
everything was bigger than what I was at while I was recording. Right. That's why I end, uh, Larger Than Life ended up being a single. So who produced on uh, that this, this, that project? Uh, I had a, everything was homegrown for that project. Um, my favorite track off of there was well, these is uh, Dubai, and that was the excellence. Um, who else was on there? My homeboy Kenny Flav. He was my mentor for uh, like a hot second. I really uh, appreciate all the stuff that he had um, that imparted that he imparted in me while I was working. So shout out to Flav. Um, ironic, he did the solo. Uh, Excellence was Dubai also. Excellence, yeah, the Excellence did half the project basically. You know what I'm if anything, that's my that's my in house producer. That's my dog. I went to school with him, so he did majority of that project. Okay, and all of that is leading into the coping mechanism project. Now yeah. that's where you at. Now. That's where you at now. Yeah. So the coping mechanism came out uh, in December of yeah. 2017. I had been working on it earlier than the year, but yeah, yeah I wanted to make sure that. Um, uh, just consistency wise, I wanted to drop a project for this uh, 2017, so I wanted to wait to the end. So I dropped it in December. So who who some producers did you work with on the coping mechanism? Same, same producers, same mm-hmm. producers, same producers. Now what's now, your, what was your favorite song on that? On the coping mechanism, yeah, Insomnia. I, Insomnia was, was hands down my favorite. My uh my second favorite is Burn, but that's because I I freaked the the production a lot with Burn. Yeah. Uh, that was uh, with the Kobe mechanism. I actually experimented a lot more. I felt less uh, compelled to try to make something that other people would like with the Kobe mechanism. Yeah. So it's called the Kobe mechanism. So, what what do you mean by the title, the Kobe mechanism? Well, music is my coping mechanism. Right. But, you know, the Kobe. What what is a coping mechanism? Something that you use to, you know, get through situations or whatever. Some people. Uh, have humor as their coping mechanism. Some yeah. something. Uh, some people have religion or their belief, yeah. they, their belief system. Yeah. Uh, some is easy drugs. So I I, I, I reference drugs real easy because I thought that's like an easy parallel that anybody would be able to uh, relate to. Okay. Um, so are but, you into drugs, or you just use that like uh, metaphorically? Uh, we. Like I do weed, but not, not, I, don't, I don't think I'll ever do anything harder than that. I would actually like to create. Um, uh, on shrooms, I would like to create on shrooms. <laughs> Me too, I, but that's a, that's the thing. Though. See, like, I want to. The thing is, I hear so many horror stories about acid. I don't think I can fuck with acid. You know what I'm saying? I hear. Hey, my, hey, my dog was on some shrooms one time and uh, crashed into some some somebody's front yard. Man. <laughs> I want to have the colors was fucking with him or some shit. Like that's it's, it's one thing to write high. It's one thing to you know try to write drunk or whatever. But I would like to do you know I would like to fuck with shrooms. In the yeah, I feel process. like yeah, I feel like I gotta just be somewhere that I'm not going nowhere. Absolutely, you just don't know. Shit. <laughs> you just don't know what's about to happen to you. Yeah. You don't want yeah. to be driving and seeing fucking. Little people and shit like nah, yeah. no bueno, yeah, like no bueno. Not, that's um, what's been holding me back actually from getting in this room. Because the I'm coping like, mechanism, oh. <laughs> this shit got some dope artwork. Who was behind this artwork? Oh, my homegirl Aisha. Everything, she everything. Drew this? Was, she drew yeah, this. Yeah, she drew yeah, it. This is yep. Yeah, I liked it, that artwork. You and know, that actually, know. that actually came, like, I don't know if y'all fuck with anime or not, but I'm an anime head. I'm, I'm yeah, like, once you said you was in the house, I, it was a bunch of, <laughs> yeah. you watch Dragon Ball Z and yes, shit. Yes, sir. You know, I got into a heated <laughs> argument. You're going to yes, tell me sir. how cold Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> I just said, I don't watch it. It wasn't like I was down to do nothing. I just said, bro, I just never nah, I watched it. Yeah, it. yeah, I don't nah, know about man. it. Um, you know what I'm saying? He like, nigga, they could beat everybody. You ever fuck with Voltron? The transfer man, I, I've been off the porch since I was ten years old, man. Oh, okay. See, shit, yeah, Ducktales, my favorite cartoon. <laughs> no, Ducktales was fire. That's what I'm saying. Ducktales was fire. Not, not the reboot though. That's exactly why they should. No, but it's not a reboot. I don't like, man. I don't like a lot of reboots. See, that with Ducktales, bro, the the, it don't look the same. But that's how cartoons look today. Like it don't. It, yeah. You got. You can't be looking for what we was watching it for. A lot of people make Scrooge McDuck references and don't know that that's Ducktales shit. Like, because I was talking to a motherfucker and I'm like, Scrooge McDuck. She was like, Yeah, I heard people. Blah blah blah. And I'm like. Uh, Ducktales. What, like, what was his pilot name? Uh, Launchpad, bro. Come on, bro. I know the fucking thing song. <laughs> <laughs> Where they live at? Uh, Duckbird, nigga. Duck Ooh, Duck it's in the theme nigga. song too. Yeah. You should have knew that. <laughs> Another fact, motherfuckers don't know that uh, Della Duck and Donald Duck are twins. Yeah, yeah. People don't know that. Yeah, no, Della, I did not know yeah, that. And Huey, Dewey, and Louie are her sons. So the twin bitch got triplets. You know well, what I'm see, saying? Yeah, I, I knew that, but no, I didn't know that was twins. Yeah. yeah, but that's. I mean, but you was on some motherfucking Dragon Ball Z. So we just had to throw that Cartoons, cause like everything. Yeah. Well, I can't. Like people really get upset when you call an anime a cartoon. 
Yeah, but yeah, yeah. But I, the, the anime I watched Japan all of it. Shit, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, because they dropped them bombs on Hiroshima, and now these motherfuckers, this is what they seeing. Like, <laughs> when you think about <laughs> it, though, because they dropped them bombs over there, and now motherfuckers is watching cartoons that look like, like they, they well, I'm sorry, like anime. Yeah, yeah, like they high yeah. on some shit. You know what I'm saying? No, so. Uh, back to the Copa Mexican. Yeah, well, I don't even remember what I even asked you about anime for. Hey, I was trying oh, to make the, the cover art. The cover oh, art. Oh, the cover yeah. art. Okay, yeah. One of, it's, um, the art actually was inspired by a, a recent anime. The second season just finished a few months ago called Attack on Titan. It's basically, you know what I'm saying, people turning into giants, like giant monsters, like giant human people. They eat people. You know what I'm saying? They eat little people. That's it. Like, so if you should midgets be offended? Nah, nah, okay, nah, okay. nah, nah. <laughs> but they can still get it too. They catch elves. Yeah. Like if you watch any TV show for like like the deaths or whatever, like certain animes, like they'll catch bodies. Like don't get attached to a character because that, that motherfucker is not yeah. guaranteed to be here. Like that, I like that type of dramatic shit. But um, that art is actually inspired by that because so half of my face is like kind of like monstrous or deformed or yeah. whatever. The rest, the rest of it is the other half. Now, do you got the original picture of that artwork hanging up or some shit? Like, would you go auction that off because she drew it? Like, nah, nah. Actually, she still has it, but I could definitely you I should auction that off to the. You should get. You should do a contest with the fans with that, bro. You're not even wrong. Yes, you know what I'm saying? A, that's, that, a great idea. that's something. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm into this new keepsake shit, man. You know what I'm saying? So I'm thinking about Fucking ways. Horse, I appreciate that to get to get man. special yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. It's a, because they they feel people feel more connected. Like you make the kind of music that people go connect to. Like uh, DMX make that type of music. Like no matter how late you go back to DMX, you still feel connected to them. It's some artists that just make singles, and mm-hmm. it's like we hear the party, and you don't connect to them. So where, uh, no disrespect, but where it was a Travis Porter, it's Amigos now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But people connecting to the Amigos, where Travis Porter, they didn't gain that connection. They had a fan base, but it was a fan base of the music and not the artists. You got kind of a, a feel where people go be uh, uh, artists. Like I'm here for it's, the artists. It's really important artists, yeah. for my fan base to know who I am. I don't. Yeah. I always thought that was backwards. If because like if you look at certain people' careers, like they'll they'll pop off, but they won't have a, a, a base supporting them. I always thought that was weird. Like. Like you just you just driving I, with no gas. In the I car. feel like it's, that's manufactured when you don't have a base because that, okay, you come yeah, that, from that make sense. you yeah. come from somewhere. What what's your base like? Who are these people that actually got you popular? That's what fan bases do. Uh, one till two till five till ten till a million, mm-hmm. and then when you if you ever fall off from that million, you still got a core fifty thousand, and you still can make a living. You know what I'm saying? Right. But well. Yeah, you if got, anything, I think that's what, okay, so that's what my last year was. I was really trying to establish a connection between my core fans because yeah. it's really important for, for me, at, you know, just as a person, like, outside of my career. I just want people to know who I am. Like, I want to be able to relate to people, like, you know, yeah. shake hands, kick it with you, blah, blah, blah. And then more people go through the same shit than not, like, uh, yours w- was just the summer nights what but summer was that that you was so fucked up? Like that, that? was like fifteen, I believe. Yeah, 15, see, and everybody been fucked up at some point, but you learn the most valuable things about yourself when you fucked up. Oh yeah, you yeah, know that I'm was saying? a big learning experience. And, but that. everybody go through that, like for. For a rich kid, it might be their parents cutting them off. You fucked up. But, nigga, we've been living like this in the ghetto forever. So that's why we know how to have fun. We know we could take noodles and make a fucking meal. You know what I mean? And somebody else will look at that. Like, you took some noodles and My nigga, I just, I just had Because I take it back. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Like, hey, I be feeling like I'm on. Let me go to the aisle, get some noodles and shit. Cut up some chicken. Throw that it shit in is that fucking shit. horrible for it you, is, though. though. <laughs> 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 like, if you are, like, sometimes you want to eat that shit. You're like, yo, dog, this is the worst shit. <laughs> Who am I proving something to? Him. Right. <laughs> like, I'm watching the fucking flat screen, sick to the uh, lazy boy, like, yo, eat fucked up. Noodles, yeah. you know but, but <laughs> it's, it's important, though, like, man, like, uh, if you if you didn't go through that summer, do you think you would be where you at musically right now? Oh, hell no. And that's I the mean, good, that, yeah, that's the good part about it. And like we were saying, I could see a lot of fans genuinely connecting to you because you got a real story. It's not like, like, niggas come out rapping a day, and they already that nigga. And like, you know who got a good bass like that, too? Like, one of the better basses i ever seen like that, MGK. Yeah. MGK, that's how his bass you're is. Right. You know you, what I'm saying? Yeah, you super right. Like, his, emotionally his attached to him. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So, with the coping mechanism, what's your favorite song on the uh, EP? Uh, on the coping mechanism, is, is Insomnia. It's one of the first songs that I had uh, done for the entire project. Honest, all right, no boxes 
is it was supposed to be a much bigger project, right? But due to like uh, constraints or whatever on my resources, my timing and everything, I was like, all right, let me break this up. Okay, when you say no boxes, you mean no boxes, no rules. That's a series of EPs that you put in the No, nah, not even a series of EPs. It was supposed to be the LP. It was supposed to be like a full-length album or whatever. Okay, okay. So I ended up breaking it up, and I listened to the first batch of music that was like you know pretty much complete mix and mastered or whatnot and i was like okay well what's what's going on here what's the theme of this here and I, every time i listen every song i listened to i was like damn g like this is real like i was depressed i was like fuck and that might be weird for somebody to say they listened to their music and got depressed it was more so to for me like i listened to my music and was like damn i was really going through some shit you know what i'm saying so i was like okay What's the theme here? Like you're you're getting over shit because all of this is like all right. You in the you're in. A, I'm definitely in a better position now than I was when I was recording it. But when I was going through it, I was going through it. So I was yeah. like, yeah, this is coping. All right, you're you're coping with this. So that's how I became the coping mechanism. What What did you find out about yourself during that besides music? You know what I mean? Like I remember, like uh, at one point, at that point, it was my lowest point. But I found like. Yo, like you really hold the power to how your life turn out. Believe it or not, like that shit sounds so cliche. Like you can be what you want to be. All you have to do is work. That is the truth. Because no, nah, I agree with you. Yeah. I agree with you. I actually own that. That's that's part of like a personal mantra to me. I when I walk around, I talk to people, or I chop it up with people. I find it's a lot of people like they need inspiring, yeah. or they don't feel inspired, or they may not have a fire. Have you ever met or talked to somebody that's like losing a passion? Like, they losing the yeah, passion yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, we go through like that that's... with each other. Like, you know what I'm saying? Okay. Because we the closest thing that we got to each other. You know what I'm saying? We identical twins. Like, we've been, we before day one. You know what okay. I'm saying? So, like, when he ain't feeling something, I feel it. But I might look at it different. Like, okay, well, it's over for that for us. Like, it, what what people, what, what I look at people and they don't, some people don't understand is, like, if you want to be greater at something, like you losing a passion could be opening the door to a way bigger passion. Right. And some people don't like to let shit go. Like, yeah. for example, we used to be rappers and we was rappers who put up our own money. So we yeah. did what we wanted and we've been places like we was just like uh, we was just talking to uh, the person who left before y'all got here. Uh, we were just talking to him. All the shit we seen just from rap like is is crazy. Like literally the spots that you grow up hearing rappers rap about. Like, just say when somebody come for, to Detroit and they want to see 8 Mile. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, other rappers <laughs> come and they can't wait to get to 8 Mile or, like, they performing at St. Andrews but it's not being built as the shelter. So they say, take me to where they shot uh, yeah. 8 Mile like, at. That's where you're This is tonight. where you went. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So you see all of this shit from rap. But at a certain point, we, like, we, we don't want to rap no more. Like, that's not what it is for us. Like, because... I don't know what you're trying to accomplish with the music, but all all our goals was uh, goal based. I mean, all every our, every every project was goal based. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a money thing. And when we st- when we took the money out, because when we first started rapping, we didn't know nothing about record deals. So it never was like you know yeah. you hear niggas yeah. like I'm only here for the money. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. and then you hear other artists like I love the art like. An artist can create art doing whatever is what I'm saying. So he might not want to rap no more. Like when he decided he ain't want to rap, it was a mutual feeling and decision. But we still create an art because we years out of rap and we still create an art some way. So like when you say somebody losing their passion, I think people be scared to let go of shit, not knowing yeah. that you got to let it go. You know what you're, I'm no, saying? No, you're absolutely right. And when I say like losing a passion, I mean like I, I have a firm belief that I think people need to do things that give them fulfillment. Yeah, we yeah. get into we get into a rhythm of where like we are like where we robots. We we wake up, go to sleep, punch in. Amen. Hey, and that that's so real. And yo, like people get to a really dangerous level of depression when they don't even shit. know because yeah. everything could be like okay, like so say you you people like you got a good job. What the but fuck you, is a, that? a good job? You yeah, only say that because you make a certain amount, amount of money, money and you can afford to live a certain way. But in the inside, you're like, yo, I just want to sit home on Thursday night and watch this with my family. Like any Thursday, not the Thursday I'm off. I just want to wake up on Wednesday and do whatever I want to do. But I got yeah. a good job, so I got to go to work. And if you say something to somebody, they're like, oh, this nigga complaining. Like he ain't thankful. But yeah. why am I not thankful? Okay, I could feed myself cool and I'm an adult. I could still want to do something else. Like a, you know, it's, all, it's, all my time. It's, it's weird. At a certain part of adulthood, you know, I, I, maybe I'm a grown ass kid. At a certain part of we adulthood, are, all, all grown ups are just. 
kid too. Exactly. You know exactly. <laughs> I, I think at a certain part of adulthood, especially in, in today's society, you expect it to snipe what makes you happy in right. order to function as a work as yeah, an adult. But you know what I, you know what I, I lately I just been thinking like uh I might even go do what make me happy per se. I'ma do what's go impact the most change for the people after me and not my children. You know what I'm saying? Because I can instill in my children everything that I want, but you never know if you're a good parent till they grow anyway. Uh, but if I can help other people become something like, you know, people don't have no outlook, man. I know kids who don't don't think of nothing. They, they don't even got a TV yeah. to see or never travel outside of the store, never been to a sit-down restaurant. But if you can provide and show Listen, man, it's more to this. That'd be to me. That's more fulfilling than just doing it for my children. And in some way, that would make me happy because you never know who you can inspire. Like even with your music, that music was because you was in a dark time, and it's gonna help somebody get through a dark time. And you never know who it's gonna help. You could be twenty years down the line, a senator might run up on you, yo. <laughs> The coping mechanism, I was going through something, it got me where I'm at today. You know what I'm saying? If somebody listens to, to any of the joints on the coping mechanism, or any project of mine, if anybody listens to it and be like, yo, I listened to that joint and that shit really helped me out. I felt what you were saying. My mission is accomplished. Yeah. Right, right. You know what I'm right. saying? Like, for real, for real. Because I've, coping mechanism was a purging of you know, like negative emotions. And we listen to music so that, like, sometimes you might want to change your mood, but sometimes you just want to hear somebody talking about something that you went through so right, that you that, don't yeah. feel by your fucking self. because yeah, that's what it be. A lot of people, you know like, music is, first of all, music is subjective, and it's an art, you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. So, that's your favorite thing. Because, because, look, because people look, just don't get it, you know and what look, I'm saying? People, not, I can't say people, uh, or I, I guess... Yeah, some people. Okay, some people refuse to look at hip hop music as art. Right, right. I need that to happen. That's a very important change that I want to see happen. Yeah. So right. now I'm putting my energy like part of my career is based on like trying to make sure that that happens. I mean, I need for I need I need for that to happen. I need for these dialogues about uh, hip hop, about lyricism, about. Uh, the, the things that we going through more than just the surface shit. I need those dialogues to actually happen. But even the surface shit, because what people fail to realize, like we just was talking to Jay, uh, we had a, uh, we was talking about DMX, I just love when a nigga bring his whole crew. And how that song, the story we told, that was driven all by when we heard that and we still feel that because we were amped up to fight people who had their whole crew and we had our whole crew. But that's what music do to you. You know what I'm saying? When I first heard Nobody Move, Nobody Get Hurt, I'm 8, 10 years old. I wanted to rob a bank. You feel what I'm saying? <laughs> like, this shit is, and it, it, it do that, and what ended up happening. Hey, some shit in that song will never fly today. That shit ain't easy, That shit ain't happening. The fucking community and the uproar. But yeah, like, so I listened to uh, The Coping Mechanism. I was telling Dean I had been listening to it uh, for the whole week. I listened to it high. I listened to it sober. That's I listened to it at work. Like, like I off mushrooms, though. No, yeah, just, no, just no weed. Yeah, no, it's true. But I had listened to it, and it was... I don't remember the, the track songs by name, but I just remember, like, each one of them had a different emotional connection. Like, I could really feel this shit. It was like, okay, this person is a human being. This is not a manufactured song. This is not the girl song. This is not the weed song. Even though you do got a weed song, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not in that order of, I woke up, I got high, I fucked a bitch, I turned up, I <laughs> sold some dope, I shot a nigga, I went to sleep. The album done. It was like... It was real emotion tied to that. And I'm saying that to say this. So when you say that you want hip-hop to be looked at as an art form more, and then you got to see what you're doing, you connect that art with it. Like, so, like I said, like, damn, who do this artwork? Like, if you, this is just my opinion. Like, if you start offering, like, special artwork and stuff like that, people will look at it more like that because you know which, the vision that you got of wanting to see it, looked at as art, Absolutely. and then you're an artsy person. So you got to... You gotta sway that. Like you gotta No, nah, you're right. See, that's see, I need I need to actually have conversations with it's real hard for me to have conversations with people like this on this level. So I appreciate that even that insight or whatever. Yeah. You're absolutely hundred percent right. Um I actually love Detroit's art community. I love Detroit's yeah, art. Yeah, I start picking it up a little you know bit when I see and shit. Like I order art from people now and mm -hmm. stuff like that because oh, yeah. art is 
is it is music. Like I could see the feeling in certain shit. You know what I'm saying? And then when you running around saying no boxes, fuck rules, like that's a big statement. That's, like, it's a reminder for me, man. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a big cause it's statement. Because like, I I want to make sure that I kind of live up to that every chance I get, man. Because that's a to be able to just operate completely unhindered by like anybody's you know thoughts of what you're supposed to be doing or anybody's ideas of what should be happening for you to be able to operate like that i think that's a dangerous thing i think that's a crazy exciting thing yeah because you know it's, I mean? so, see uh people are so in general to the fact that they forget that they individuals absolutely you know what i'm saying like oh, there's a way it's important like when you asked me originally about the no boss i um i referenced because to let to make a point in regards to people losing their passion. What I like to do is when I find people like that and I talk to them, and honestly, I could kick it with you like this. I have a firm belief, and it's because I'm a nerd. It's because I'm into video games and cartoons and comic books. I believe that, like, nobody is just average. I believe everybody got, like, a superpower. No, everybody got I a believe special at, gift. They just got a gift. No, no, no. It's how you brand it. And you, got a, you don't have a gift. You got a superpower, cuz. That's a... Uh, you got a... You got a... <laughs> no, I, I bullshit you, you know, not. You get, no, but I, no, it I, I, is. No, but I get what you're saying. You know what I'm saying? Because people have to realize, like, they're bigger... Or they're you know, like they're greater than what they really think they are. You know right, exactly. Because a, exactly. a lot of people don't know the, the greatness that they do have. See, and that's what the book, uh, The Way of the Superior Man, because uh, we were just talking about that book, it tells you that you got to give your gift to the world. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because a lot of people are brainwashed into thinking. So they see a rapper, mm. and they feel like they want that rapper's life. You yeah. know what I'm saying? They're not understanding that you can have your own life. And make it. And, and still make it. You know better. what I'm saying? Because... My rich ain't your rich. Your uh, happiness ain't my happiness. And they looking at things that they think will make them happy. Like, even even uh, with us being twins, like... We are completely we different. We are completely different. Like, I mean, just on a... Uh, what do you call that? Uh, on a uh, possessions level, like, he prefer condos. I prefer homes. But we both got children. But it's just what he always seen for his life. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no, nah, that ain't... I just don't prefer condos now that I got children. He like no, that's that's how I always seen my life. I now I never forget because it's what you vision too. I never forget. We was out of town one time, and he was like, "Listen, man, when we come back, dog, I seen a rover on these streets. You feel what I'm saying? Like at a car lot on these streets." He was like, "I'm about to go get that bitch," and he went up there. And because he went up there, he found out something was wrong with the car he had, and then he just took that bitch back and was able to get that. And I think if he never envisioned himself, I just watched the video that we had, like, just all type of back footage, and we was in the parking lot, and he was like, yeah, this, like, years before he said that about the Rover, he was like, yeah, man, I'm going to get a Rover. I'm going to be backing my shit up like this. Talking, you know, it's, we just bantering and somebody taping it. Mm-hmm. But then when he seen the Rover, because he always had that vision, he knew that's the one. Now, that's just material shit. Now think about when people do that on a, 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 a given to the world level. But basically what you see for yourself is greater than what people see for you. And a lot of times people don't see shit for themselves. So they end up and say that they work at the plant and that's a good job. You feel what I'm saying? Because that's all niggas wanted. You feel what I'm saying? And then when a nigga be in there, he be like, a nigga be like, uh, no, nah, dog, this is some bullshit. My sister great for that. My sister can get a job anywhere you can think of. The state, the plant. Whatever you can think of is a good job. And then she'd be there and shit and be like, no, I'm too creative for this. This garbage. I quit. Now think about somebody who tried to get in the state, failing the test, <laughs> whatever. And you feel what I'm saying? Then yeah. she just get up in there like, ah, no, I'm too creative for but this. Yeah, this like, you garbage. can hear it in your music that you don't limit yourself. And that's dope to me because, yeah. like, we 35, you 31, so we, like, you know, we would have... You wouldn't have been... Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you would have been just... Yeah, 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 yeah. So the whole... Thing switched like in that four years that the four year difference in us, but like this is the opportunity for the creatives. Like people got to understand, like if you got an idea, just go for it. If you do music, it's somebody out there who want to hear your music. Absolutely, they just got to discover you. you. Absolutely, that's like that's the only thing people say it's an even playing field with uh, music nowadays. But the reason I don't believe that is because it's, you I don't got to be. It's, 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 it's worse. It's, it's not worse because it's too much clutter to be discovered. You yeah. know what I'm because. Uh, whatever app you listen to your music on, go suggest somebody. Just, so I listen to you. Mm. I stream your album uh, sixty times or whatever. Now they go start suggesting people that I should listen to based off that I listen to you, which has nothing to do, do with it. you. <laughs> but in people's heads, they like, oh, well, if I like Hugo, I should like, like this. this. Yeah, this, I'm like, 
this shit ain't got nothing to do with each other. So uh, tell us about the Dead Rebel Society of Producers, Musicians, and Composers. Tell us about that. I suppose uh, the private musicians and composers, but the squad, like that's my team. That's my that's my squad. That's like, I, when I told you that uh, during the time of the Broke Summer Nights when I was putting that together, I had a, a large falling out with family. Um uh, the rebels, like my team, actually became my family. Yeah. I started pouring my energy into. Somebody told me that, like, when I was going through my like family issues, they was like, "Well, that's the thing. Like, you may be born into this family or whatever, but as a man, you pick you your get family, to, bro. Like, you pick yeah, your family, like, bro. Nobody like, ever told me that. Nobody. Oh, see, yeah, I yeah, had like, never see, ever. We learned that at a young age. I so had you never. Your family. Nah, I ain't hear that till yeah. When I was in my mid twenties, I was like. Damn, that's kind of wild because I, like, you ever been uh, like you you got a family member that might be like in my family I was like the black sheep I was a I was kind of like you, the, don't, the, you don't say I was a cousin <laughs> <laughs> you was, was the a, weird cousin I was the weird yeah, cousin I was yo okay look I was Will Smith to like all my other cousins was Carlton Ashley Banks yeah, right yeah, yeah, yeah. so yeah I was the eccentric one outside of everything because the Fresh Prince of Bel Air is definitely something you can reference way more than Martin when you live in a real life <laughs> I just wanted my whole boy to know that so you know See? what I'm saying but now nah, when I was going through my family issues it was like yo somebody hit me and said hey you can build your own family you can make a family you don't have to like you don't have to feel bad because I really wanted parts of my family to get along and my family be like this you know what I'm saying? I'll I be looking at shit like, man, we could be so much further. We could have or we could be doing so much better. But I just come from a family that just be at each other's throats. Right. So I was like, all right, well. Let me make one. Yeah, so let who me the make members one. members of the, uh... Uh, the Dead Rebel Society? Well, pretty much we got four primary artists. But um, we've got, I want to say, a total of around 20 people. And okay. I kind of just, yeah, they, they just rock with us and support us. Because if anything, is like I wanted to make sure... Um, we have like a table to sit at. Like everybody be like, okay, well I need something. I need some graphics done. My man's do graphics. I yeah. need some beats. My man's do beats or whatever. I wanted to have like a pool of resources yeah. for for us. And then um so that's Cal Wu. That's my that's my cousin. Uh he actually came out. All of us came out with projects last year too, except for one. So shout out to all of the squad. I'm I'm proud of and I'm glad that, that everybody's working towards the same goal. It's hard as fuck to get a team to work towards the same goal sometimes. Yeah, especially Twenty motherfuckers. Yeah. Man, that shit be wild trying to organize people, but I wouldn't I guarantee you I wouldn't trade it for shit else. So no. um, tell us something. Cal Wu. Okay. Uh that's my cousin. Uh he's actually a bigger nerd than I am. You know what I'm saying? So he's real deep off in that shit. Like when I say deep off into it, I mean Nigga, I'm here. That's all I do. Like that's like he's so he's think, dressing up like Goku and shit. Uh, not Goku. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think he fuck with Goku like that. But no, nah, somebody else though. Like you ever been to Yumakon? No, but I want to go because that's, that's, <laughs> hey, that's what the freaks say. Hell, he said that's what the freaks say. Comic-Con and all that shit. Duh, I seen, I yeah. seen. Look, like, uh, comic, yeah, Yumakon, Comic-Con, like that's like super Halloween. Which one be in Detroit? Yumakon okay, is Okay, yeah, I seen, I used to work downtown. The motherfuckers with it, dog. Yo, for they real. get real busy with them costumes. Yeah. They be mad elaborate. Yeah. Like, like for one real, my, for real. One of my young homies who, uh, when I worked on the west side, like I knew his mom, he was like in 11th grade, but he, that's all he wanted to do, man, go to that shit. You feel what I'm saying? And she like, I got to drop him off at Cobo Hall. I, I was like, drop it's him a, off. It's a weekend <laughs> yeah, thing, G. Yeah. Like, people get the like, hotels yeah, and be like, yo, there. I'll uh, get you at 12 tonight. <laughs> Cal Wu, uh, Mike Jack, homie Mike Jack, please go and listen to Mike Jack's orientation. It's on all the streaming platforms. He got he on more streaming platforms than I am. You on title, man. That's all that count. Yeah, yeah. Just shout out to title. <laughs> you know what it is. Um, uh, Mike Jack, and then my homegirl, Mirage Virtuoso. Mirage is so dope. Uh, she is a trained violinist and a song coach, and she's kind of like, she's kind of like the music, music heart to like what we do, yeah. like. It's it's easy to to see a rap group and see like a bunch of rappers or whatever. She brings the music, she brings the musicianship to to what we do as a as a crew. And then we're all solo artists, so you know everybody's out doing their own thing. But when we get together, when we finally are able to link and put together something that we all doing, so, it's kind of like a you know it's just a big get together, big family, it's a big party. So tell me some uh, producers you work with outside of your crew. Outside of the crew, uh. I fuck with B Foreman, super heavy. I'm uh I actually just got a few more uh beats from uh Foreman. But I'm actually looking for more producers to work with. Uh shout out to Produced by Truth. I fucks with Truth, uh heavy. Um 
Uh, it's not too many, honestly. Like everything I tried to do was kind of like homegrown. Like I mean, when I say homegrown, I mean like in in house, in house, in house. Yeah. All right. So before we get up out of here, we are gonna do this new section that I stole from Snoop. On yeah, the we borrowed. Duh, duh, duh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I ain't still it. You know <laughs> I was inspired by. It. Yeah, I was inspired by it because I just like the way he do it. So I'm gonna ask you some questions, but you can't think about it. You gotta answer it off rip. You know? First day in the kind right. of mind. First day in the kind of mind. So. Any artist or producer, dead or alive, you are not. Oh, I ain't asking the same question Snoop asking either. Like oh, just okay. in case niggas wonder, it's some shit that he, I, you know, what I'm saying maybe one, maybe that artist and producer question because, yeah. but that's always on our list of shit to ask anyway. You know yeah. what I'm saying? But so, any artist or producer, dead or alive, you want to work with? DJ Quick. Yeah. Why? Like I don't ask why. Bro. Rhythmalism, dog. <laughs> hey. I love rhythmalism, G. That was ooh, that's such a that was such a dope album. You sir, you sir have a friend in music. Yes, <laughs> yo, quick that nigga. You know what I'm saying? He is, quick G. is that nigga. And like, you know why I fuck with Quick for real, for real? Because he dissed MC8 at the Source Awards <laughs> while he was in the audience. That's why. That's what. <laughs> that's a, that's some mm-hmm. classic G shit. But you know why I fuck with Eight? Why? Because his birthday on our birthday. Is it? Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah MC8 yeah, birthday on our birthday. You know what I'm saying? May 22nd. Okay. You know what I'm saying? No, but because he was real enough to say that should put hands on him too. Yeah. He ain't try to hide the fact. Yeah, 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 that was just the other way. Yeah, you see that on the death row shit? He said, yeah, he actually said he threw him across the room. Yeah. Some shit is a grown man. I just. (laughs) (laughs) You you know what I'm saying? But it's. uh, I mean, it's 60 niggas with him. Yeah, yeah. But he kept that shit 100, though, and said that. All right, so. so any artist or producer you want to work with, you said quick. Now this is a different question. Favorite artist or producer? And producer. Favorite artist and producer. Favorite artist and producer? First thing that comes to my head is probably Kendrick and Timbaland. I know that's random as hell. No, no, they nah. actually would go together. Yeah, I can see. Yeah, yeah. I can see. Yeah. Like talking to you, I can see where you know what I'm saying. Uh, Timberland not up there on my list as favorites. Uh, I actually don't like Timberland, man. I just don't something about him. I want to sit in the stool with, just, with Tim. I, I just never his, I, you his. You know, you know what? I don't like him as a rap producer per se. I think I like he made better. R&B. Yeah. I think he make better pop records. Ooh, and shit. pop, yeah, yeah, pop. Actually, yeah, actually, his pop, pop records. Agree with yeah. That. yeah, not not that I don't like him. I think he's better in the pop world. Yeah, just like Jermaine Pre is better. Hey, can I add a producer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Alchemist. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I fuck with Alchemist. Yeah, yeah. That's all right. Uh, that's obtainable for you too. Put that in the atmosphere. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh man. Yo, I would. Yo, that would be a dream to work with. That can that can happen, bro. You know what I'm saying? Hey, anybody Good. who fuck with Alchemist, if you listening, we Hugo Biggs want to work with you. It's in the air now, bro. What you, know, you know what I'm saying? Holla at me, Al. Uh, last three books that you read. Last three books. I always skim through the Four Day Laws of Power. Uh, the Dow of Pooh. You know, like Winnie the Pooh. Check that out. I, yeah. The, <laughs> I, when, I, when I say Dao, that's how it's pronounced. T-A-O. That's like, that just means the way. So T-A-O. the Dao of Pooh. So it's like the way of Pooh. T-A-O. I heard of that. P-O-O-H. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah P-O-O-H. We need a Pooh. Yep. Uh, all right. I'm, I'm going to put that on the list. Um, favorite drug to use? Well, you already said we, weed. We, what kind? You a sativa or you an indica? Yeah, either or. I just need to get high. Okay, yeah. okay. <laughs> are you smoking out of blunts or are you, uh, what, what's your, you backwoods or what? Nah, raps. Raps. I, you got to fuck with the raw rolling papers, man. And this is why, man. I heard uh, that guy talk, man. He, he is That's worth real, supporting. Raw he, is worth nah, supporting. Nah, nah. Yeah, my girl he, fuck he, with raw he super a wheel. He built a wheel in Africa, man. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, Wait, say, it, say it again? He built a water well, wheel in Africa. He built water wheels in Africa. That's what the and money he, doing he, from he, raw. He financed like it itself. He don't get no help. He has a vegan Lamborghini, which means nothing. Nothing in the uh, you know, if you're a real vegan, you don't, you don't fuck, fuck with, with leather, nothing that do nothing that, that harm animals and shit. So the leather in his shit and all of that is is all is vegan. Like That's he he won't wear plant silk. Based. Yeah, he uh, won't wear silk because the worms the worms are alive in silk. So if you iron or heat silk, it actually kill worms and shit. Crazy shit, you know what I'm saying? But I just want to eat and be cool. I don't want to be that dedicated that. <laughs> to no lifestyle, man. Didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, pull it up. Pull it up That's right deep, now. Right? Pull it up. He says no sense. I pull refuse to believe it. Because it's no leather, whatever. Whatever came from an animal byproduct, he bought the car, made him change. All right, uh, all right back to the wow. questions. Favorite type of woman? Black. Black. Yeah, the black woman is God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not just my guy, everybody's God. And I can prove that. You know Can't what I'm saying? Yeah. See, look at that. Yeah. Prove it. Not to me, just to no, the world. Be, because you back that shit up. Because w- w- the oldest bones of Africa was found in the in the, in, in Ethiopia, right? Mm-hmm. So if God made itself, if you made a God image, and the oldest bones of Africa is a woman, then what's the image of God? A woman. Yeah. 
Word, and we from Ethiopia. Low key, yeah. generations back, you know what I'm saying? That's real shit. I'm not just throwing that out there. See, y'all know that shit. That yeah. shit that's what's up. Yeah. I want to figure that shit out. Yeah, that. niggas want to go to Wakanda when they can find out where the fuck Man, they what? from in real life. You feel me? That's that, a mix of it all, though. Yeah, that, yeah that, that's Africa. That's why I mean, niggas think it's just one country because <laughs> shit like that. You <laughs> know what I'm saying? It's a continent filled with countries. And Egypt is in Africa, people. Don't let so them tell you. No difference. No, no difference. Thank you. Please, you know say know please say that. Please say that. Yeah, how you thinking that Egypt is somewhere else? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> the Middle East is connected to Africa, and that's why we think the Earth is flat. Yes, the Jackson brothers think the Earth is flat. You know what I'm saying? Bro. Period. Yeah, dig yeah. it. I'm about to tell you why. Tell them why, bro. And that that was the best what? way you could put it. Because if you if you put everything together, oh, the yeah. continents. If you put the continents together, the continents you see that it's a puzzle. If the Earth was round, how would the shit just? How would it stop at the top of the Earth, or how would it stop at the bottom if it's flat? It's spread out. You know what I'm saying? And then you can't prove that it's not. I can't. How? I Nobody can't. can because they go no, say a globe. They go say uh, they go reference a picture, which is just a picture that they made up. Like uh, a satellite took a picture of the Earth. How? Way in, bro. <laughs> a satellite. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's unpopular hey, opinion. Like a satellite. No, was, go, I, yeah, I disagree. But yeah, yeah that's your. That's your you, why so you think the Earth is grow? Uh, I think it's round. Why? Just because of the horizon. Just what the curvature. Mean? We'll see. The, I, I don't know. I'm not a no, fucking no, scientist. I'm a rapper, yeah. nigga. I'm sitting spit bars. <laughs> on the flat surface. <laughs> on the flat surface, the horizon is always going to be eye level. And no matter where you go on this planet, plane, it, um, because we're on a flat plane, so yes. it's a planet, uh, the, the horizon is always going to be eye level. Also, the Earth has a circumference of 25,000 miles round. So you can actually calculate the curvature of the Earth. So at some point, Every she mile, it should slope, go down, it? right? So when you're in an airplane at thirty thousand feet, you should literally see the curve, but no one has ever seen the curve. You look out the, the air, surface, look out the airplane, yeah. and you just see flat. That's why. I want, why? Why? Why don't NASA have like regular flights to to the moon and back? Because because it's, it's never like not I want to. They had one. That bitch blew up. It was called the Challenger. <laughs> or what about satellites though? Like it I is. would. Every picture that you, because you can go online and find out, it's like almost three hundred thousand satellites in the sky. Every time you see a picture of Earth, you don't never see none of the fucking satellites. It is like it should be like a garbage landfill of satellites, <laughs> satellites <laughs> everywhere. If that's the case, you yeah. can like, just, just look on your there. phone, and then that's, that's just good to keep you thinking. And then you got to think it like this: and just walk. nothing they ever told you was for your benefit or the truth. You can dispel everything. They tell you that they tell you in school that Columbus discovered America, and Which then is, tell you later on in history classes that people who discovered places with names you hear after what, them. You hear what they're telling, <laughs> what, what, what's in the books now, that everybody that was here just, uh, agreed to move when the settlers got here? Yeah. Like, that's in the books now? Come on. Oh, man. like, niggas was like, okay, yeah, man, yeah. we just go leave where we from. And yeah, like, like the trail, like, they, they were, like, y'all, the trailer's here? Like, they don't yeah. even talk about that Come no on, more. dog. Like, we like was, it didn't happen. When we Slaves were in school, was migrant workers, according to the textbooks. Yeah, yeah look, when we was in school, when we was in school, Pluto was a planet. There ain't even no planet no more. And they tried to change the zodiac thing. Yeah, I heard that. I heard that. This round earth shit is is relatively new experience, like for the last four to five hundred years or whatever. Right. And before then, everybody knew that the earth was flat. So remember what we were talking about, the Mayans and their most accurate calendar and shit that we had? Mm-hmm. All that shit was based off flat earth. The moon, mm-hmm. the, the sun, sun and the, the stars, most accurate yeah. calendars that we ever had was were based, based off, off of a flat, flat earth. Wow. And just go back to the Egyptians and they know everything. And then you got to think, Christopher Columbus was a white boy trying to get his money on, so he go looking for a loan like, nigga, the earth round. I'm going to prove it. And they like, everybody like the earth flat. He like, well, give me the money to go see. That's because he knew that they never was going to leave. And he had been going back and forth. You got to think about well, it, give though. Give me the money to go hey, see. When we turn the mic, when, after the show, <laughs> when it turn the mic, hey, look, when we turn the mics up, I'll tell you the real reason why I know. <laughs> okay, so boom. Uh, favorite sports team? I ain't got one. Cool, okay. cool. Favorite place to live, favorite place to visit? Well, I've only lived in two places. But visit, I want to go back to Jamaica. I went to Jamaica one time, and I seen the most beautiful thing I've ever seen in Jamaica. You ever seen a black like woman? No. Oh. Like second, second, <laughs> second most beautiful thing. Um, I saw a storm off the off the water, and that shit was like it was like it wasn't no regular storm. Like the the sky was like purple. It was like purple and pink, yeah. and just off the water. It like like if I died right then and there, I'd I'd have been cool. Yeah. Like that was the that was that's literally the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. Like if I was a painter, I would be spending my whole life trying to repaint that shit. Yeah, 
that shit's amazing. So yeah, I would like to go to Jamaica. All right, before we get out of here, uh, we had you can hear his voice, but I don't think we introduced you. Uh, uh, Dean, introduce yourself and tell the people a little about what you do. Hey, what, what up, up though, Dean? What up though, Hugo? My name's Dean Art Dealer Dean on Instagram. I'm a brand manager from Detroit. I just specialize in getting artists and other creative professionals to their audience, and you know, trying to help them monetize the brand. What side of town are you from? West Side. West Side. We got a lot For of sure. West Side and Hollywood. We from Inkster, so you know what I'm saying. But it's all love. And uh, how long you been doing what you do, man? Oh man, since I was like, well, I've always been involved with the industry in like some kind of PR or yeah. like street team level since I was like 16. Yeah, so. you know Rock Sykes. I don't think I do. Yeah, no, because he was big on the street teams and and the city. Uh, what's that group mm-hmm. he worked with? He used to uh, be instrumental in anything that came through the city, but he worked mm-hmm. with damn Black Lagoon. Black Lagoon. No, what? yo, I remember Black. Yeah, I Rock, remember Rock Sykes Lagoon worked too. with them and got them popping like on the promo tip. No, that's all you you know. That's a good guy to know. I can connect y'all though. Cause, no, please do, man. Yeah. But I got my start at Barack Records with Slim Village oh, around yeah, the time yeah, yeah. that they dropped Detroit Deli. So I don't know if you guys remember if anybody's like you know Detroit yeah. backpack fans, but that was around the time that uh, we did a. They were. I came in right at the time they did Super Tuesday, so that was Br Gunners, yeah. Dirty District Volume Two. That was Athletic Mike League, Jungle Jim Jungle, yeah. and then uh, Fat Cats Undeniable LP. Yeah. So uh, is that label still around? Like active? Uh, actually, actually, it is. So uh, Young RJ uh, and Black Milk was a part of that group also. So shout out to Black Milk who just dropped Fever yeah. a, couple yeah. yeah. a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. So right. you know name tag. Yeah, name tag yeah, is actually yeah, a good friend of mine. Yeah, he speaks really guy. highly yeah, of you guys. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. I fuck with name tag. Like, and it just so happens name tag ended up being a big part of my story too. Uh, just a couple of years ago, he gave me the opportunity to creative direct for uh, the Lead and Be Legendary mixtape slash EP. It's a collab that he did with DJ DDT, where yeah. it was like the length of an EP, but it sounded like a mixtape, and yeah. I got to help come up with some really cool and creative ideas to promote that. Yeah, DDT our guy too, man. He uh, makes one of our uh, bigger records too, and uh, he's just a good guy, man. Uh, Absolutely, you know what I'm saying. Always, I've never heard one person say one thing bad about him, man. Yeah, no, I really yeah, can't. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. DDT is somebody I've never heard one person say nothing bad about. I, we gonna get DDT on the show too. Like that's gonna be a dope. Like yeah. it, he he's he's Detroit rap history. Yeah. Too. So who Very is Hugo so. to you? Is this your artist you manage? Yes, uh, Hugo actually started off as a brand management client. I was helping him get in position to get ready to drop the coping mechanism. And I found out that I really enjoyed the music and I really liked where he was going creatively. And we had a lot of, we shared a lot of uh, creative vision, like in the same way. It's still still a lot that we actually want to put together. So we're just trying to map that out. I'm not going to lie, man. Looking at y'all too, man, and just hearing your story and listening to the music, man. Like, I I, I really see you being like, yeah, I feel like, 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 and I feel like it's going to be. Like from that base, man. Like you know what I'm saying. Like I don't like I don't know where you at with it right now. Like far as the, the traction you gaining, but whatever you do, man, just amplify it, dog. Times ten, man, because you get you get what you think you get. I don't know what you think you get, but no, you, you actually get got more. Like you feel yeah, what I'm saying. I, you could be everything you. My parts. You know what I'm saying. Yeah. So keep keep Some pushing, books, man. man. It's a few books that you just got to read to unlock oh, certain please. shit. Like you know, please, what I'm if saying? you ever like, just any any suggestions, man. The, the way of the superior man. Like I can see you reading that book and gaining something from it. Uh, what else did I read? Uh, shit, did you, you read the Alchemist? You did you read the Alchemist? I read the Alchemist uh, like a long time ago. And read the Alchemist. I would probably that you could read over and over. Yeah, I probably definitely need to reread. That's one book that it tell you about actually what's going on in your life at the time like, whatever it is though it seemed like it touched you on a, uh, I'm not gonna say spiritual level but on a uh, spiritual level yeah uh, hey, read, <laughs> did sure. you, have you read uh, Black Privilege no okay. yeah that Charlemagne book read that uh, what was the first one The Way of the Superior Man alright I'm waiting on mine in the uh, mail I ain't uh, waiting I got and it and then we don't share books yeah, so share books, you know can't, uh, I'm a highlighter so by me being a highlighter in a book that's just what stick out to me. I don't want him to subconsciously take if he wasn't already feeling that way about it. You know what I'm saying? Hey, look, bro, I actually didn't know what to expect from this interview because this is kind of like our first time we was interviewing somebody like that neither one of us didn't know. What? Because yeah. it's usually uh, what we when when we interview. Uh, I, I, we don't artists. know if you heard the show before. Uh-uh, I know no. he listened. I know we he did. like you gotta have, basically you gotta have some history and uh, be and we want you to have history. And what I mean by history, like we just interviewed Merciless Amir. You know who that is? Mm-mm. Okay, he had a song back in the day, a Detroit classic called A Day Without a Rhyme. Listen to that. He had some history, and then we had some history. And then we did Esham. He had he got 
tons of history and then that's the reason we rap so we had some history we did filthy rockwell uh he a producer you know filthy Filthy Rockwell, a producer with a lot of history, and then he produced for Eshime. And, like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, like this we, is really our first interview where we didn't know hey, the person, period. And we appreciate well, that. Like, this is actually, I I don't listen when we drop them right away because our show, like we were saying, you don't have to listen right away. But, like, I can't wait to hear this interview back. Like, you know what I'm saying? And we definitely appreciate nah, this. This was fun. Us. Yeah. So, uh, drop your social media. You dropped yours, but after you drop it, drop it again. On IG. Everything else other than IG is Hugo Big. So, Hugo Big's everything Twitter, yeah, Facebook, IG, blah, blah, blah. Crazy shit. On IG, yeah. You can tell I ain't give a fuck when I made it. I'm Bigamous Maximus the first. Bigamous <laughs> underscore Maximus the first. Though. Hey, yo. Man, on the, uh, <laughs> when I read that on the one sheet bio, I'm like, what the? Like, I'm, I'm, cause you know the shit say you a nerd and shit, right? Nah. So I don't really call people nerds and shit, cause like, unpro- uh, uh, nah, I take that money. People really That's don't cool. understand about me and my brother. Like, if we some of the we get all A's and come through and shoot up your block. Like you know what I'm saying, so Nothing like to be proud of that. Was right, but, what, you know, uh, but we was like some gangster nerds, I guess. Like because we know a whole bunch of shit. We just didn't get into no weird anime. Like that shit is best. Like I fucking nah, as a whole community. <laughs> that, but, but no, but like I when I read that IG name, I, I laughed like yo, this thing is all <laughs> transformer shit, yo. Yeah. I think I just watched Gladiator or some uh, shit. Yeah. Yeah, what's yours, boss? Yeah, mine is art dealer.dean d e a n. And then you can always follow us on Instagram and Twitter at TCEPod, at TCEPod. If you want to be a part of the show or if you would like for us to advertise your brand on the show, email us at PR at TCOHH.org, PR at TCOHH.org. What is TCOHH.org? The College of Hip Hop.org, where we actually hold seminars and teach people about the business of music to make sure when they come into these situations about like uh, being signed, getting paid for streams and everything that you need to know about business, we teach that and it's available at the college of hip org. Or you can go to your app store and download the College of Hip Hop app for, for free, free where we actually upload uh, the seminars where you can just listen to them. Yo, don't play with us. We got conversations Yo. with fucking Lonzo Williams, the motherfucker who discovered Dr. Dre. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We might put that out on the podcast. We, you know what I'm saying? We got fucking conversations with uh, Malice. We got a conversation with Mr. Servon. We uh, we got interviews with Wendy Day. We got interviews with the late Greg Nelson, uh, Dave Nelson. Yeah, Dave Nelson. Dave Nelson was the first person to bring cash money to, to New, New York. York. Yeah, he was a legendary it, it, booking agent. Legendary booking agent. He did. He brought cash money to New York. Who else we got fucking interviews with, man? I mean, we got we got a little conversation on there with Master P where we was talking to him. And anybody know us know we got TRU tatted on us. So that that was more personal. You know what I'm saying? But and we, I had to ask that nigga what, what the line he, meant from uh, <laughs> uh, Mr. Servo album. Because I always say, I got two people I'm going to ask what these lines meant. Master P was one. And I got to ask Nelly straight up, what is a tip trio? I don't give a fuck what nobody else <laughs> say. You tell me because you came up with it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Everybody got their own assumption. But Nelly, what I is need this? You Damn, I thought me. it was universe. You know what though? Like, if you think about it, right? If you think about what a drill is, in, like it's, drill, a, it's, a, it's a certain routine that you get to get tips, I guess. Yeah, but I never thought what, about what, it. What, like, what does he mean? Nah, you feel what I'm saying? What does I he didn't mean? Pee, I didn't peep that. Then, well, no, the college okay. of hip hop.org is uh, you, you sign up for the site, and the site is uh, $20 yearly annually. And we upload content to help you further your career as an artist. The app is free. All you do is go to your app store, download it, rate it, review it, and you can uh, check out the very first podcast album. Oh, on title or the connected experience. The podcast album. That's what it's called. The connected experience. And who is that uh, featuring? Uh, Premium Pete, Eshan, Pay Cash. Y'all know Pay Cash. Y'all know PC. Yes, sir. Yeah, that's my man. Uh, and we got who else on there? The real Rick Ross, Freeway Rick Ross. You feel what I'm saying? So, hey man, look, hey y'all, thorough as fuck. Mm -hmm. I appreciate y'all taking the time off of having me here, man. No, 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 no. Much, much. Hey man, I see something in you, dog. You see it in yourself too, and we just gotta get the world to see it. We appreciate you for having uh, for coming through. Definitely check out the coping mechanism on title. You know what I'm saying? Do that. We we favor title if you don't know. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I we think we all do. Yeah, we, we even got my nigga Jay Johnson too. Back old title. You know what I'm saying? We got him back old title. You know what I'm saying? But thank you for uh thank you for coming, bro. We really appreciate it. Like this interview mean a lot because like I said, this is actually somebody we didn't know. And we could, sure. but you wouldn't know that by the way the interview and went. But we, we we made it a point to say that because like it was worth the time, bro. 
you know what I'm saying? Like it was worth the time. We I appreciate. It. We, I, I super appreciate. Yeah, because first of all, the music is not. Yeah, the music trash. is tight. Yeah, you know like, what I'm saying. We, we ain't critics, but I tell you, like, okay, I, I see your effort. Like, you know, a nigga say some shit like that. Like, hell yeah, great effort, dog. I you. Yeah. <laughs> you doing your thing, bro. But I really like the music, you know what I'm Thank saying? You. And it's, I actually had been subconsciously searching for different music to listen to, you know well, what I'm saying? Well, please, yo, if you if you like me, please listen to the squad, man. Everybody got their own projects. Well, just, they, uh, with their own me sounds. They, they, they names of the projects and shit, because I'm right. not going to act like I'm going to remember. Just email no, me no, the we'll, shit. We'll, we'll I know I got you. I'm going to be in your ear. Shout out to the squad. Shout out to the DR. Uh, yo, shout out to everybody that saw Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, Kill Killmonger was right. I don't care what none of y'all say. See, that's another yeah. discussion. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. another discussion. Right, we ain't, we I know, yo, he was he was wrong for yoking up the he old lady. Wrong. Nah, man. Nah, he was he wrong, he was wrong he for yoking do. up the old lady. I was hurt. I was like, nah, not grandma. Take your hands off my grandma. But nah, yeah, that was... <laughs> Yeah, that, that shit was Yo, I was in the theater Tripping Cause I was acting A motherfucking ass Shout out to everybody um, The Eric Killmonger Theory Go listen to that That's that's also me um, That's pretty That's pretty uh, fast Yeah, you you just would you just I released that shit Before the, before the movie dropped Oh, right Cause you're a I comic was, book nerd so I was you, I was yeah, here for yeah. it I was rooting for I was rooting for Killmonger I wanted to see him Beat Black Panther Ass Well, it said They just said That they uh, got read up For part two You know what I'm saying So I'm yeah, fucking I with heard it. that. You know I heard saying? that. I'm fucking with it, but shit, I'm really waiting on that Huey P story that uh, Matt Barnes on the rights to. You Yo, that? say word. Be, yeah, Matt Barnes on the rights to the Huey P story, and he get he trying to get the director. He trying to get the young boy to direct it from Oakland. Ryan Coogler. Yeah, that, that, that's that's gonna be. That that's yeah. gonna be crazy, you know what I'm saying? Well, only if they put the truth in it. Yeah, 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 yeah. You gotta yeah. read. I wouldn't doubt the core autobiography. You gotta read the finish the core autobiography. Revolution of a revolutionary by Jasmine Guy. Yeah. You you read it? I actually went to the book signing in Northland, one of the last events that they had. Oh like, before yeah, it, like, yeah. Started so dying yeah, down. so uh, <clears throat> do you know what part of the book I'm talking about then when she mentioned Huey P? Mm, I can't remember that. You might have seen a long time. Okay, but. so uh, a shot of Sakura mentioned the same thing, and the shot of Sakura. We talk about yeah, that. yeah. So y'all know how we rock. I want for my brother what, what I, I want, want for myself. myself. Yeah. 